Hi there, welcome back to another episode of Enlightened by Aoife. Um, you're very welcome here. If this is your first time, welcome. If it if you're coming back to listen to another episode, thanks so much for coming back. Um, I have really exciting news. This is the first episode that I am recording with my new microphone. Um, so hopefully it's onwards and upwards from here. If you have listened to some of the other podcasts, I have changed my approach slightly. Um, I'm not going to edit them so much because it's just a basic conversation between me and you. Um, I want it to feel more authentic and real because that's what we're all about here. Um, I'm not an expert. I don't have a degree in psychology. I'm just someone with a lot of lived experience. I've been in the trenches. I know what it feels like to be low. I know what it feels like to have panic attacks and be anxious. And often we don't really talk about it. We don't really know many people that have been through what we feel like we're going through. And although my experiences might not be the same as yours, often the root of the the pain and and all that suffering that we're going through is very, very similar. So if you're going through that right now, I just want to let you know that I hear you and it's hard, but you can do it. I know you can. If I can do it, you can do it. So we're all in this together and this podcast i don't understand thanks siri hang on so apparently siri's in it with us so (laughs) i might edit that part out but um yeah we're all in it together um that's after throwing me a little bit but yeah anyway i look forward to going on a healing journey with you um we're all healing together and yeah let's build up a community of people that are supportive and loving and get it um that are non-judgmental towards what we're going through and and encourage wellness and encourage healing and work towards not triggering each other and that's the main goal um because the numbers are only growing like mental health numbers are growing in this country the onset age of mental illness is getting lower um currently it's sitting at around 14 and the thoughts of somebody being alone like I was at the age of 17 even um really hurts me so I'm going to keep using my voice I'm going to keep talking about it and hopefully you can take things from from these episodes and hopefully um you feel yourself starting to heal before I start going on about the topic I want to talk about today I just want to say thank you so much to everybody that took the time to message me on the Enlightened by Aoife Instagram page like I got such lovely 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 messages from people saying that they resonated with something in the last episode so I really appreciate that um if you if you like this podcast it would be really helpful and I would be forever grateful if you could leave a review um if there's something that resonates with you if there's something I touch on that you want me to to go into more detail with please feel free to reach out on the Enlightened by Aoife page I love hearing from you I love to hear that people are actually listening because currently it's just a girl in her bedroom now with a microphone before I was recording them off my phone um but the more that I learn and listen to you guys and and understand the better I can make this and again back to hopefully the more people that I can touch or help or help get them to understand what they're going through a little bit more maybe 
help them feel not so alone. So um, please do reach out. I appreciate everyone that came back to me. So thank you. In every episode, I try to remember to talk about what I'm grateful for um, in the period between this episode and the last. Um, I don't always remember, but I will try my best to make it a priority. Um, because by practicing gratitude, you're strengthening the positive pathways in the brain and you're teaching the brain to focus on what's actually good in the day. Um, this is taught in hospitals um, for people with depression. Now, from someone that's been there, when you're low, it is very, very hard to focus on what you're grateful for. Even if you just aren't that low, sometimes it can be hard to recognize what you're grateful for. But there's always things to focus on. I know I've touched on this in previous episodes, but it's so important. And to be quite honest, I I learned about this the first time I was in hospital. And I disregarded it because I was like, I'm not taking the time to write down three things I'm grateful for. It's a waste of time. Like, I can't be doing that. Now, looking back, it's a waste of time. Five minutes of my day knowing that there's positive research lots of research like showing that this will improve my mental being but five minutes a day was too much for me do you think I spent five minutes a day on social media or five minutes a day watching Netflix I did do you think those things had a positive impact on my mental health no not always so I'm going to ask you to if you don't already practice gratitude just give it a go they say it takes 90 days to form a habit and and uh, see the results. If you could set yourself the goal that for 90 days you're just going to write down three things you're grateful for and then re- reflect on how you're feeling versus how you are before you started, I can guarantee you, you you're 90%, 95% sure that you're going to feel better. But anyway, um, also at the start, I found it really difficult to to look at the big picture because I was feeling so miserable. I was feeling so miserable in myself. I was so down that I didn't really recognize much to be grateful for. And I know that sounds really bad because I, like, I'm privileged. Like, there's no two ways about it. Like, we live in a society where we're very lucky. Um, so at the start, it was nice warm cups of tea fluffy socks, blankets on my bed, heat in my house, <laughs> Ribena, blackcurrant, <laughs> they were the things that I was most grateful for. Um, My friends, my family, my loved ones, Um, yeah, they were the things that I was grateful for. So this week, the things that I am grateful for is that I finally stepped into an area that I wanted to step into for a very long time and I started teaching yoga um I got my certificates back in January um, and it's now January of the the next year um it took me all that time to build up the courage to be like actually I can do this I, I do have the ability to teach yoga um and yeah I did it so I'm very proud of myself and I'm very grateful for the opportunity um, the second thing that I'm grateful for is my housemates. Um, they've they really stepped up and we formed a, a really strong bond um, over the last little while. Um, we got evicted from our old house and we moved into another house um, in the same estate, actually. 
And since then, we've added in four more housemates. So it's been in a bit of an adjustment, but I'm very grateful um, that they were there helping me through the transition because I'm I'm not great with change, if I'm honest. Um, I can do it, and I know I can do it, but it's a lot. It takes away a lot of my emotional energy. Um, I felt like I was losing my safe place, which is really important if you're recovering with your mental health or you're building up a relationship with yourself, like having somewhere you can go and regulate and somewhere you can go and and unwind and and build yourself back up on the hard days is is really important but um I'm finally starting to get there and then the third thing is I am grateful for my family I guess um I've started to prioritize seeing them more like I saw my sister the other day my mom I my dad is actually away at the moment um my brother and then my grandparents yeah I'm grateful I have both my grandparents still even though it can be hard at times but I'm very happy um for that so another thing that I talked about in previous episodes but I didn't go into like a lot of detail about was something called a police skill so a police skill is what has carried me through my darkest times if I'm honest it's it's a skill used to lower your emotional vulnerability um, and often when we hit a heavy low and we feel like we have just plummeted, um, a police skill is something to recognise and, and to help us ground ourselves and, and lower our vulnerability to the surroundings around us. It just gives us that extra boost up to be able to deal with the hardships that life throws at us sometimes. Um, Again, this is a skill that I learned many, many, many years ago, but over time I have fine-tuned and I have been able to to implement it without much thought or or effort now. Um, I say that, but when I get stressed and overwhelmed, I have to kind of click back into, okay, right, am I looking after my police skills? So police skills are, it's an acronym. Um, so P and L are the first component of it. So P and L is physical illness. Now the the I L L E N. I can't even spell it now. I'm dyslexic. I need to write it down. But <laughs> um, illness, like obviously that begins with an I. But we're just gonna skip over that. My OCD doesn't like that. But the skill is still really important, regardless. <laughs> so physical illnesses treat any ailments that you have. So if you have this awful flu that's going around that's obviously going to bring your emotional wellness down it's going to bring your irritability up you're not going to feel like yourself it's going to be harder to do the things that you need to do and that you love to do and so it's it's about taking time to figure out what you need to feel better like what do you need to look after yourself in that situation don't be putting yourself under huge pressure to get everything done if you're feeling sick like this is something where I fall down on as soon as I start to feel sick I ignore the fact that I feel sick and I push myself and obviously I can't go to the gym as often as I would when I'm feeling well if I'm really sick um so there's that also any injuries so if you have like lower back pain or if you have like a broken arm or if you have like a sore toe even like that's going to affect your mood being in pain is going to affect your mood so it's about taking the time to recognize okay I'm not at 
my optimum physical health. So what am I going to do to be self-compassionate and love myself and take care of myself? What do I need to do to 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 boost my 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 physical health? Like okay, then we're going to go on to P L E. So E is for eating. So there are strong correlations between eating whole foods and having a healthy gut and your mental health. Um so I actually did a mindfulness eating course after one of my one of my other courses, I guess, <laughs> just so I can understand how mindful eating works. Maybe I can help people with eating problems like I had. Um so I'll touch on this. So mindful like being mindful about what you're eating. Um, are you eating enough proteins, fats, carbohydrates for your body, for your lifestyle? Um, are you eating enough whole foods? So whole foods are like root vegetables, normal vegetables, like things that aren't heavily processed. Um, and are you drinking enough water? Like are you are you like putting into your body good stuff so that it gives you good mental capacity? Um, like if you're eating heavily processed foods, you're not giving your brain like optimum performance, like you're uh, the ability to achieve optimum performance. Like you, you need to recognize that when you're feeling low, obviously it's easiest to go and get the takeaway or, or order it in and just eat. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying completely cut this out. It's nice to be able to treat yourself with these things, but if you're doing it regularly, that will have an impact on your mental health. There's a reason that the the CEOs, the most successful CEOs and the most successful people in the world get up early in the morning and exercise. Um, it's because one, it improves their, their cognitive ability. And two, it sets them up well for the day. If you have a healthy body, you have a healthy mind. Um, so that's something to be mindful of. Um, another thing is if you mindfully eat your food. So does your food do you do you sit in front of the telly and munch away at your food until it's gone and then you, you look down and the plate is empty and you have no recollection of of eating it because this happens to me sometimes and that's not mindful eating um another way to mindfully eat is to be conscious of every bite that you take take like every every taste of every different type of food what do those tastes feel like together what do they feel like separate? Can you notice a difference? Um, another tactic is think about how many steps it took for your food to get to your table. Like you didn't just go out the back garden, dig up a few carrots, dig up a few spuds and and put it on the plate. Like, So where did that food come from? How many steps did it take to get to you? Then we can appreciate it so much more. Obviously, if you have a problem with eating, this can be a bit of a difficult one. It can be a bit of a trigger. So listen to yourself, listen to your body, listen to your mind. Like what, what is it that you think will lower your emotional, emotional vulnerability? If it means not starting with the food component, that's fine. Like, you know what you need to heal. Um, but it is a, it does play a part in your emotional vulnerability and your emotional wellness. Um, the next step is PLEA. So avoid mood altering drugs and alcohol um so i know it's not super cool to talk about this 
Um, I know it's not hip or whatever because of the way drugs are in Ireland. Like there's no 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 walking around that. Um, they are very prevalent. Like if you walk into a pub, I can guarantee you there's someone on drugs. If you walk into a nightclub, I can guarantee you there's a few people on drugs. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and sometimes like society, movies, uh, Megan Fox, <laughs> like sometimes they can make them seem like they're a cool thing. Um, but they mess with your mind. Um, they they release extra serotonin, which means that you're going to be more depressed the next day. Um, they can change the receptors in your brain to to suck up more serotonin. Um, and I think something that's not talked about enough is if you're on medication for your mental health, you c- it can have serious, serious long-term damaging effects if you mix party drugs and prescribed medication for your mental health. SSRIs do not go well with these drugs. They do not go well with alcohol. So please be very careful and very mindful of it um, because it is something that you you need to be mindful of. Um, this is your health. This is your long-term wellness that we're talking about. Um, and all these drugs do something to your brain. So whether they release dopamine or they, they release serotonin, like they don't produce extra. So the next day it's quite normal to feel extremely low after it. Um, even, even weed, like I know weed isn't as harsh as some other drugs and, and I know it's more widely used, but it does affect your brain in a certain way. And you, you can become reliant on weed, even though it's, it's, it's not non-addictive apparently, but like, I know a lot of people that are very much reliant on it. Um, it can be used as a crutch, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good crutch. Um, so all of these are target behaviors. So whether you pull away food or whether you add in drugs or whether you add in self-harm, like you need to find a way that's going to benefit you. You deserve to prioritize you in the long term. Balancing these short-term desires over your long-term goals your long-term health, your long-term life and and wellness. Um, so yeah, just be very mindful of drugs, alcohol. Alcohol is a depressant. And I know firsthand that when I started drinking, so I didn't drink till I was 18. When I started drinking, I was a disaster. Like there's no two ways to put that. Like I was a mess. And thank God I had good friends because... Um, I probably wasn't the best person to be around when I was drinking. Um, all of these kind of facades that I put up, um, all of these barriers I put up to letting people in or like being able to manage or hide my mental health went out the window when I was drinking. Um, I was just massively depressed. I was massively anxious. I would dissociate so people would be talking to me. And even if I only had a few drinks, I wouldn't really be able to communicate back um, because I was so low. And I don't really think that in Ireland we talk about this enough. Um, It's seen as cool to be out drinking or (laughs) we all know these stories of people drinking in fields when we were younger. but it can be really, really dangerous for someone that's struggling with their mental health. So, and there's no shame in not drinking. Like, honestly, I, I think that is getting a little bit easier 
But if you can stand up to your friends and say, actually, I'm not drinking tonight. How brave are you? Like, how strong are you for doing that? You don't even need to put yourself in those situations. But I know that sometimes it's hard. I didn't drink for many years because I had such a bad reaction to it. Um, but it was really hard. Like, I stopped getting invited places because I didn't drink. Um, but then I had to ask myself, are they really people that I want to surround myself with? The people that only like me if I'm the same as them or only like me if I change myself to to be a version of myself that they feel like they can accept. No, you don't want to do that. You are perfect the way that you are. Even if that negative critic in your head is telling you that you're not, you don't need mood-altering drugs. You don't need alcohol to be social. You will find people similar to yourself in similar situations or just that prioritize their well-being and they will value you for this. So never be made feel bad for prioritizing your mental wellness. S is sleep. This is something, again, I've always struggled with. Um, As soon as I feel stressed or anxious or, I don't know, like uneasy, my sleep goes out the window. Um, Like even though I, I put things in place this is something that I you can't always control and um, I have done sleep hygiene programs and I have done sleep workshops so um shoot me a message on Instagram if you think that I want if you want to hear more about like how to improve sleep and and I can do a podcast on that um but making yourself like setting yourself up for a good night's sleep is 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 crucial um, having a nighttime routine, whether that's your skincare or reading or unwinding, getting away from the screen, not eating heavy foods or or dairy before bed, not doing ex, ex not doing an ex, oh god I can't say that word intense exercise, <laughs> not doing intense exercise before bed, maybe light yoga or stretching or a bit of mobility work. Um, Another thing is don't stay in your bed a long periods of time if you're not sleeping because then your body gets used to, okay, I don't need to sleep when I get into bed or this is what bed is associated with. This was something that I kind of fell down on because when I was low, I would either lie on the floor or lie in the bed and then I would have days where I wouldn't get out of the bed because the the depression was just felt so debilitating. Um... But the problem was if I had spent hours in bed not sleeping, just curled up in a ball, scrolling or watching TV mindless, mindlessly, mindlessnessly. <laughs> oh God, I'm stumbling. But um, yeah, that like that's not gonna help your your sleep. Um, even getting out. So if you've been in the bed all day, get out and walk to the end of the road and back. Maybe do that three times. Try be out for like five ten minutes. Um, even just trick yourself to say that you're going out for five ten minutes and then once you're out you'll probably stay out for a bit longer but get yourself out Um, another thing that's really important is circadian rhythm like expose yourself to sunlight in the morning um, and it might help you kickstart your your sleep a bit better and the final one is e for exercise now we all know that i'm a big believer in exercise and the role it plays in our mental health it releases all those lovely endorphins um and gives you a healthy high um it also kind of i don't know it's magic for me like 
But the problem is, as soon as the low comes, the exercise is the last thing that I want to be doing. Like the self-discipline it takes to get yourself out of bed when you're feeling low is something that is absolutely magic. Like it is so hard. Like so people don't talk about when you're low, like you really do feel it physically. Like it pulls me into the ground. Every step I take seems hard. Every movement feels difficult and that's normal. Um, that's quite common for people that struggle with depression. Like you just, you go into, so there's something called a sensory ladder. So the sensory ladder is how you move up and down um, in different moods. Uh, I, I'll probably explain this on the Instagram because it's a bit easier when I have like visual cues, but one of the, the highest levels on that ladder is gray. So when you're in gray, you're in a dissociative state, which means that it is normal not to be able to kind of do anything. You curl up in a ball and you just stare mindlessly into space. This is because your nervous system and your sensory system are overwhelmed. Um, and there's a difference between the power sympathetic nervous system um and just the nervous system i like i i need to go into this in in more detail it's probably another podcast worth but um so if you're in that gray state it's next to impossible to get yourself to exercise but one of the best ways to come down that emotional sensory ladder is to force yourself to do things that you know will better your mental well-being so whether that's drinking more water or drinking so much water that you need to get out of the bed to go to the bathroom and then once you're up and out of the bed you don't allow yourself to sit back in that's a trick that I do and um, when I physically can't bring myself to get out of bed I will drink so much water um so that I have to and then once I'm up I just don't allow myself to get back in um I also bribe myself <laughs> I bribe myself a lot so if I go to the gym I can have chocolate chips in my yogurt if I go to the gym, I'm allowed to watch an episode of New Girl. If I go to the gym, <laughs> I don't know, I, I'm allowed to do this thing. So that's okay. Like, like reward yourself. Instead of being punitive and punishing yourself over all the things that you don't do, start rewarding yourself for the things that you do do. There are studies that say that humans respond better to positive reinforcement than negative reinforcement, um, which is ironic since um, a lot of a lot of our reinforcement comes from negative behavior like you can even think of when you were younger like I'm sure many Irish people had a few slaps or um disciplinary or times out it's actually more beneficial to reward good behavior which I'm trying to do with my two kittens at the moment but <laughs> we shall see how that goes um so yeah that's your please um exercise so they say that intense cardio is the best form uh, of exercise to reboot your sensory system and get yourself feeling well now to be quite honest I absolutely hate cardio um so you won't really see me going for long runs um on the treadmill or anything like that um but I do love lifting weights so lifting heavy weights in short bursts um is how I get my my exercise in I think I'm after losing you guys Oh no, you're back. <laughs> I'll have to edit that part. But um, yeah, I like lifting weights. I like doing exercise that feels like fun. Yes, I probably get judged for that. 
but I have done enough work with myself to to say I don't care I'd rather go to the gym and exercise in a way that feels good for me and and move my body in a way that feels good for me than following social norms and and lifting weights and putting them down that doesn't work for me I can't count to 12 over and over and over and over and over and over again lifting things up and putting things down don't get me wrong I love lifting weights and I do that sometimes but I actually do it to the beat of the music I do it until my arm feels a bit tired and then I swap over to the other one probably causes imbalances and all those PTs are probably going to hate me for saying that but it's easier to count the beats in a song than to count to 12 over and over again I think that's also why I like yoga and calisthenics because you're just moving your body and it's not so repetitive um I only really do the the weights and counting um when I want to really get out of my head and into my body I I like sometimes I have my headphones on and I don't actually even listen to music I just focus on the how the movement feels in my body um and this this does massively help my mental health um so I've explained this skill to you do with what it do what do with it what you want um I like I learned this skill and I didn't practice it for many many years actually um I didn't really see lowering my emotional vulnerability as if that's going to work these are all simple things I know all this already this is too easy it's not going to work um I was wrong being mindful of these things and making sure that like I'm implementing different strategies across the police skill has had a massive impact on my mental health Um, also recognizing that I might be falling down in a certain area so oh right I didn't have breakfast today so that could be why I'm a bit irritable oh well I didn't sleep last night so my please is thrown off balance oh well I didn't exercise and I didn't eat so like I feel really rubbish today like it's it's given you a language to understand what's going on and it's giving you like an awareness to recognize why you might not feel so good today um so i hope you found it helpful um yeah i really do hope you find it helpful so in previous episodes i don't know if they're the ones i released or not but we're gonna keep going <laughs> in previous episodes i talk about high points and a low point of the week um I think I'm gonna just change this to the high point of the week because I don't really always want to focus on the negatives um but the high point of the week was definitely teaching that yoga class Um, I felt like I had accomplished something I felt like I had moved into something that was more aligned with my vision and my goals and my values Um, it was a goal I wrote down um at the start of last year and I didn't accomplish well I taught one class last year but um I'm really really proud of myself for doing it and for taking the risk and moving more towards something that's aligned with me and who I am and what will bring me happiness Um, and hopefully I can do more of it I'm really excited to to continue to share my journey with you guys and I also did set up my business (laughs) and so I have inscribed uh, so sterling silver jewelry so different pieces of jewelry with affirmations and um, because again affirmations strengthen those positive pathways in the brain um i've engraved engraved them with different um affirmations i actually did it myself <laughs> um so yeah another another positive i did it so that i could keep the costs down a little bit for you guys so i wouldn't have to to pay someone to do them and um 
yeah, they turned out really well. <laughs> I'm currently wearing two of them at the moment. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm 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 really happy that I did that. I'm proud of myself for doing that. So they're my high points of the week. Um, feel free to to let me know what your high points of the week are and um, start writing down what we're we're accomplishing and things we're good at and strengthen those positive pathways because um, it's a step towards your healing. It's a step towards all our healing. So um, we need to celebrate the wins while we get them. So thank you so, so, so much for listening to another episode of Enlightened by Aoife. Um, again, there's going to be less editing in this. So you are getting 100% of me and maybe even Siri. <laughs> um, but I look forward to hopefully welcoming you onto another podcast sometime soon. Um, yeah. Happy healing, guys.